1: out my
0: window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree.
1: You are no gentleman.
0: And neither are you.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Soto Mojo podcast. This is Colby Patnote. I'm joined as always by Ty Gonzalez. Ty, how you doing today?
0: Uh you know, I gotta I I gotta eat a slice of humble pie. Alright. Felix was pretty good yesterday. I gotta admit he looked pretty damn good. So there you go. For all the people that uh, uh, bothered me uh, on Twitter, or, you know, in the off season, for talking about Felix, everything, which is still warranted to this day, what I said and what you and I both uh, said. <laughs> but yesterday he looked really good. So there you go. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, he did. And I'm not ap- apologizing for anything because um, that's the first time he's looked good. Uh, in about three years, so
0: yep, yeah, well, I think that was probably the best start of his since uh opening day last year. He looked pretty good in that opening day against uh Cleveland,
1: yeah, he only went five innings uh, I don't know, I don't I don't think he was all that spectacular there Felix for the last couple of years has to, looked like his old self for mm. two or three starts a year, and then yeah. everybody gets excited and then it bottoms out and we're looking up and he's got a, you know, a four, nine, eight ERA and people are like, well, you got to keep him in the rotation. (laughs) I mean, you can't, you're not going to do any better. Well, actually, you know, he's the fifth worst starting pitcher in all of baseball. So you probably can, Uh, but (laughs) whatever, like I said, yesterday, he looked really good. Um, Unfortunately it came in a loss. Uh, The Mariners lose one to nothing after losing the first game of that series, six to three. So Mariners get swept uh, out of San Diego. Uh, You know, we kind of knew that was going to be a tough series. We both kind of, you know, the pitching matchups weren't great. The ballpark isn't really conducive to the Mariners and uh, you know, with all their first base types and no DH, it's really tough to get your best bats in there. So um, I don't think it's a surprising result. Uh, disappointing sure you'd like to see them take one or two of those um but i don't think it's all that surprising um i i don't know you feel any differently ty
0: yeah i mean um when we did our our preview podcast i i said i was fine with a sweep that, that was kind of expected it's just the pitching matchups if you didn't get to uh margavicious um or however you pronounce his last name joe 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 is what we called him on that podcast <laughs> but uh yeah, if you didn't get to him, which they didn't, uh, it was going to be really tough to to split the series with Paddock on the mound. And Paddock, after the first inning, you know, they needed to capitalize on that first inning, and they just couldn't. And um, after that, he, he settled in, and he was amazing for them. Um, he, he's definitely an early favorite to win uh, Rookie of the Year out in the NL. Uh, but, you know, his teammate Tatis is uh, pretty good, too. So, yeah yeah uh, you know the, the Padres they're they're really they're uh they're a fun team they're um and they're they are tough to beat especially with the team that um the Mariners have put together um so it's uh you know it went about as expected and um and you, know, you just move on it's only a two-game set um would have been much worse to to deal with this for the next two uh you know if you had two more games against them but um but yeah you get you go back home you split the uh, the road trip and everything and that's fine so uh, it's better than it's better than what you know happened on the last home stand
1: sure um, the team is now on a, a three-game losing streak uh, you know after being on a three-game winning streak which was preceded by a six-game losing streak um, so yeah you know so far the team's kind of settled the team's <laughs> kind of settled into a, uh, a streaky type of mode which I think we all more or less expected and um, You know, we saw the extreme hot streak at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year. Rather, there's going to be a a streak where they lose, you know, 12 out of 15. I just think that's going to happen. They might be in it right now. Um, But, yeah, you know, the team, honestly, it still looks like about a 500 team to me. Um, That being said, I do want to talk a little bit about both the starting pitchers in this series, because I thought uh, I thought Eric Swanson the other night, I thought he looked good. Um, I thought it was a good start. It wasn't a great start. Um, And yesterday, uh, like you mentioned, Felix looked really good. And there was a little bit of a difference in Felix last night or yesterday afternoon that I think you can build on. I don't know if he will, um, because like we've mentioned before, we've seen these out of Felix. and You're like, okay, well, there's the formula. And then he just reverts right back to his old self. Um, But we'll talk about Felix in a second. Uh, Let's what did you think of uh, Eric Swanson? Because I thought he was I thought he was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but to reiterate, you know, I, I think, um, as long as he's working up in the zone, he's going to succeed fairly well. Um, you know, really, uh, other than the, the couple mistakes that he made to, uh, Reyes, I thought he looked really, really solid. I think he, uh, he had a decent mix of his pitches more than he, he was in, uh, he had than um, in Cleveland. And or against Cleveland, and um, I think that's kind of the formula to help him get by. I still view him as a reliever in the end, um, mm-hmm. but for right now, uh, as a starter, I think that that's going to be um, if he if he pitches like that, he'll be a decent number four, number five for the Mariners for the you know as long as uh, LeBlanc is out.
1: Yeah, um, you know, both the home runs, those were pitches that were about thigh high Um, for Swanson. He's got to work above the belt, Uh, the fastball. It doesn't. It it doesn't have much sink to it. It's a pretty straight pitch. Um, So if he's above the belt, the belt, uh, the fastball is going to remain on the same plane uh, for the most part. But if he's below the belt, again, it's not going to dip below the knees or anything like that. So he has to keep the fastball above above the belt and he's got to keep all of his pitches out of the middle of the plate. He doesn't have the stuff to throw middle-middle and get away with it. It's just it's not who he is. Um, I thought he mixed in his changeup and breaking ball a little bit more, and we saw a few good ones, um, but certainly you can see why those pitches are both fringe-average offerings right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was a good start, but at the end of the day, I've seen nothing that dissuades me from the belief that he's a... You know, a middle reliever, multi-inning guy. Um, you know, and we, we've seen in shorter stints that his fastball can hit 96. Uh, so I still think that's where his value is. But, yeah, there's no reason to take him out of the rotation right now. Um, you know, you let him get another, I don't know, five, six starts while LeBlanc's out, and then you uh, reevaluate. So um, I think it's possible that Swanson could stick in the rotation after LeBlanc comes back. I don't know if it. I don't personally like that idea all that much, but uh, there's no reason to move him to the bullpen after LeBlanc comes back. At least, right? Uh, I think at that point you would just send him down to Triple A. Um, but yeah, it, I, overall, again, like I said, I think the outing was good. Um, you know, it's unfortunate he couldn't get uh, through six. Um, thanks, Ryan. Uh, so, but. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty good. And um, also, I just wanted to add, I thought Corey Guerin looked really good, too. Um, yeah. Coming in relief. I know he gets tagged with the home run, um, but come on, like, like I, I have been harder on Corey Guerin than probably anybody in the world, but that is not his fault. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I thought he threw really well. Um, he looked really good against Anaheim the other day. Um, I think it's up to eight straight appearances now without allowing a run. So uh Garen's starting to uh, get back to what he he has been in the past, which is pretty good reliever, especially against right handers. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, I I, I also notice uh, you know, Brandon Brennan wasn't really on his game yesterday. Um that'll happen. Um but um you know he's been solid for them. If they get something out of Garen. That's big because right now it's three. They have three relievers that have looked really good for them Elias, Sadzik, and Brennan. Um, Sorzak has been okay, um, has been above average, uh, at times, has struggled a little bit in his last couple of appearances. Um, but yeah, if you get Garen back on track, that's going to be huge for this bullpen. Um, and, uh, you know, they bring in Mike Wright. Obviously, they see something in Wright. Um, so if they if they can have six solid guys that they can depend on with Swarzak, um, Garen, and uh, you know possibly Wright thrown into the mix, that's huge. That's going to be huge for them moving forward.
1: Right. And I, I do think they'll end up with six, even if Wright isn't one of them, because uh, it sounds like Hunter Strickland and uh, Sam Tuohy of are both going to be back uh, sometime by mid-June, give or take. Yeah. Um, and both of those guys, while they're not, super special. They are valuable major league bullpen arms. So, um, yeah, pretty quickly the bullpen is going to become, um, at least decent. And I think for the most part they have been this year. I know, uh, you know, there's a few blown leads and all that stuff, but really it's the bullpens done its job. Um, and Jerry's going to keep adding to it. He's going to keep uh, tinkering. So, um, we'll, we'll see how the bullpen holds up, but, uh, yeah, you know, overall I thought, like I said, just going back to yesterday, I thought the bullpen, or two days ago, I thought the bullpen was good, um, despite the uh, the two runs they, quote-unquote, gave up. Um, that really put that game out of reach. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk about Felix a little bit more. We've already touched on it. Um, but Felix goes seven innings of one earned run, uh, solo home run by Ian Kinsler, which just really ticks me off. Um <laughs> yeah, but yeah but yeah he went 70 he only threw 75 pitches if this was a uh if this was a american league game he may have gone a full nine innings uh he he was cruising lots of strikes uh i think he had what do you have eight strikeouts yesterday um just he looked really good so what was it about this start that you think he can take for that he can take with him into his next start
0: I mean, that curveball was yeah. really working for him, especially in the first inning. He had it uh, locked in right away. Um, that's going to be huge. That You know, I said this before the season started is that he has to become a bit more deceptive. He can't overpower guys. Um, and if that curveball is working, he needs to lean on that heavily. Um, I, I really like that. I, I really liked what I saw from that. Uh, The changeup was really working uh, well for him as well. Um, That's huge. Um, If he, you know, and and again, this goes back to what you were saying is, you know, we don't, you know, we think that he has the formula figured out and then probably next start, he's going to give up five, but uh, you know, uh, but I mean, you know, uh, right now this is, if he, if, if he's got those two pitches really working for him, he's. Uh, he's going to give you number four, number five, you know, quality numbers. Um, Right now, what he, yeah, like right now he, um, you know, FIP really likes him right now. He's, uh, he's sub four on that. Um, You know, he's also not really walking anyone.
1: I think he's up to Uh, three walks all year.
0: Yeah. So his, his, uh, his walks per nine are just um, a little over one. um, I believe. So, you know he's staying in the zone. You know he's still having those moments where he's just putting a fastball right in you know dead smack center and in, in you know in the zone. That's what happened right. with uh with the uh, with the Kinsler home run. That's yep. how you know he he's got to shy away from that. <laughs> we got to get past the fastball. Just take it out, honestly. <laughs> like right. it, it, because it's 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 just he's because he's just not able to to control or to command it very well anymore. And he doesn't have that velocity on it. Um, right. I just, you know, obviously you got to mix it in there every, every now and then, but that is a pitch that needs to become probably fourth or fifth <laughs> in his <laughs> options that it's, it but right now that um, what I saw was, was really impressive. Um, I think again, be deceptive. Don't try to overpower guys. That's, that's the formula for him uh, in a very simple
1: form. Right, and uh, right now Felix in his five starts is uh, got a three nine one ERA, three seven one FIP. Uh, he's only walking one point one guys per nine, seven and a half Ks per nine. That's about where he's going to be. He's not overpowering anymore, um, and he's just been he's been really solid. Um, but yesterday, as you mentioned, that was the first day we saw anything more than what a number five can give you, pretty much. So. Yeah. Um, Yesterday, he looked like a number two. Um, You know, like you mentioned, the fastball, he's not going to get any value on that pitch. It's 88 miles an hour. It's flat. He never had great command of it, but he used to throw it 93, 94. Um, And so he didn't have to have great command with all of his other stuff. Now he does. Um, But you mentioned the curveball yesterday, according to uh, StatCast. So there's Uh going to be some variation depending on what website you use. But according to StatCast, he threw 29 curveballs. Yesterday, out of his seventy-five pitches, all right, twenty-two of them were for strikes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, of the twenty-two strikes, six were swings and misses. So that's that's a good ratio. That's that's what you were really looking good. for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And eleven of them were called strikes. They were curveballs that landed in the zone. So you're looking at um, seventeen pitches or seventeen uh, curveballs that were swung and missed or in the zone. Um, of the 22 strikes, so he got some strike. He's got some swings and misses outside the zone, um, mm. and to top it all off, the curveball was put in the field of play in fair territory once all day yesterday, and the exit velocity on that ball was 75.6 miles per hour. Damn. The the curveball was excellent yesterday.
0: Yeah, it's um, I, I mean, and especially when you look at those numbers and think back to just three starts ago against the Angels, he had what four swings and misses on ninety-six pitches. Yeah. Total. So that's you know that that's that is a huge shift, especially in just a matter of a couple weeks. Um especially against a much better lineup too. Uh when you consider, you know, that's that's really what made it so impressive for me. Yeah, it's a getaway day, but to do what he did against the Padres lineup. Is no, nothing short of impressive.
1: Yeah. And see, I, it was getaway day, but I didn't get the sense that the, the strike zone was like extra large or anything. I thought it was a pretty yeah. normal strike zone. Um, and I also, you know, the curveball was really good, but also the pitch that we kind of saw return a bit was the changeup. Um, and honestly, the changeup, you remember the changeup used to be. 86, 87 miles an hour, and the fastball was 90. Yeah, uh, I heard he
0: dropped the velocity on it. Yeah, yesterday he, especially. he dropped
1: it about two or three miles an hour. He was down you know, 83, 84 with it, um, which does help. Um, but uh, again, according to StatCast, um, he threw the changeup uh, 17 times yesterday out of 75 pitches. 13 of them came, were for a strike. and He got four swings and misses on it. And the pitch was only put in play five times with the average with the average exit velocity of eighty four point five miles per hour. Again, below average. That's not a that's not a hard hit ball. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we saw a little bit of it. We saw the good curveball. We saw the good changeup. He used the sinker a lot, and the sinker was hit pretty hard, um, really frequently. I think it was put in play nine times on 20, 20 sinkers. Nine times it was put in play. Um, average exit velocity was like ninety six and a half. So that, that's a hard hit ball. Yeah. Um yep. but he can't just go up there and throw his curveball and his changeup. He's going to have to get yep. either his fastball or his sinker or his cutter. He's going to have to get throw that pitch, at least show it. Um and be able to throw for a strike. Uh and yeah, I think you know, the tone was pretty much set in the uh the first at bat uh against uh Fernando Tatis to lead off the game. <laughs> he looks made him look like a rookie. Like yeah, you he, go change up, change up, curveball. And he's just flailing at the, the change. The changeup was sharp. Uh, I, like I said, it, it was a really exciting start, and I understand why people are so excited about it. Let's hold off. Let's see how he does. I think his next start is against the Cubs. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a good lineup. Um, he'll have an extra day off, as well as the Mariners have an off day on Monday. But he goes against the Cubs, and then I think after that, his next start is against the Yankees. Um, in New York. So he's got a couple of, uh, tough, uh, matchups coming up. Um, so I wouldn't expect quite this, but the, the Padres lineup is not a pushover lineup. It's not a bad lineup. Uh, and he pretty much dominated them throughout the entire game. So, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you how excited to be or not. If you think Felix is back, then I guess go ahead. Um, I'm just saying I'm going to need to see something close to this over the next three or four starts before I'm going to, start to believe in anything right um but uh other than that i i really don't think there was much to talk about in that series the mariners as the offense was just kind of bleh um yeah. and just paddock's really good uh uh-huh. <laughs> I, I i don't know like i said that's that's going to be a tough matchup for the mariners um especially if they're in petco park i, I think the national league games are going to be uh Interleague play is going to be particularly tough on the Mariners. It's just they're not well built to play that style of baseball.
0: Yeah, until they until they get younger, um, which will happen later on in the year. It's just it's not uh, that's not going to go very well for them, um, especially, you know, playing and um, they go to like St. Louis this year. Right. Yeah, I think so. They go to, yeah. They go to like St. Louis and I think they go to Pittsburgh Cincinnati. I want to say, or Cincinnati. Yeah. So cool. th- those yeah, they that's a that, I
1: mean,
0: Yeah, so that's going to be tough on them.
1: Uh, I I think they go to Milwaukee. Um, oh God! Oh yeah, no! I mean, no. even if Milwaukee was coming here, that's that's not a good. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> that's definitely not a good matchup. Although ben to be Gamble fair, to, revenge game. <laughs> Domingo Santana revenge game. Uh, yeah. No, watch the uh, watch the No Noel, Noels Zavala's or wh- whatever his name is. He gets called up and pitches a seven inning shutout. called up from a ball
0: or or freddie peralta (laughs) Uh, there
1: you go Uh, the adam lind revenge game um (laughs) but yeah so uh the mariners unfortunately dropped both of those uh both of those games but they do come home to start a four game series i don't know if it's a good thing if they're home or not they've they you know i mean the six game losing streak was at home but they do come home they face they take on the texas rangers who are um, pretty decent. I, I don't think anybody would say they're a good or they're a great team. I don't think anybody would say they're a bad team. Um, they come into the series at 12 and 11. The Mariners are 16 and 11. Um, like I said, series starts tonight. First pitch 710. Um, there has been a change in the, uh, in the uh, Rangers rotation. Rookie left-hander Taylor Hearn uh, is getting the call tonight uh, to make his major league debut against Marco Gonzalez. Um so, Marco's going for his fifth win if you care about that. Um, and he's had pretty good success against the Rangers in his career as well. So, um, Taylor Hearn, from what we've learned, uh, left handed pitcher, big guy, throws really hard um, with a pretty good, what was it, changeup tie or was it the slider that was good?
0: I, I believe it's the slider.
1: Okay. He's got he's got major league stuff and the Mariners are good. He also him. ha he also has a really good fastball. Yeah. Like said, yep. Mid nineties. Um you might see ninety eight, ninety nine a few times tonight. Uh, you know, we've seen the Mariners against pitchers they haven't seen before in the last two games. Didn't go particularly well. Um then again it's doubtful that Hearn is as good as Paddock. Um but we'll see. Um so that is the matchup for tonight. Um, it's really tough to know what to think about this because we don't know Taylor Hearn at all. So, um, I mean, oof. I don't. know. I guess let's start with this tie. How much do you actually know about the Texas Rangers?
0: Uh, mm, so so. Um, I've I've looked. I've kept an eye on them for the last week or so because they've been playing pretty well um especially after their uh i think they played the astros and beat up on them pretty pretty good after uh after the astros swept us so um we tired them out yeah yeah it's kind of welcome texas it's kind of like the seahawk rule like after the you know after a team plays the seahawks they get like blown out the next next week week. yeah so um yeah i i mean they' they're such a weird team because
1: are they going they, for it are they rebuilding or what what are they doing um
0: they're kind of like the angels in the sense that they have
1: pieces some
0: some veteran pieces that are decent and a couple of young guys are okay and you know their' pitching staff is ugh. so <laughs> you know it's but they always, you know, they always kinda play teams tough and especially play the Mariners tough. Um and you know, Arlington anything goes there. So um yeah, that's I don't know. They yeah, they, you know, they're they're such a weird team. But you know, right now looking at you know, looking at their roster right now, Elvis Andrews is off to a great start. Um he's Joey Gallo. I, yeah, Joey Gallo. Is also off to a great start. Danny Santana, who was with the Braves and the Twins, mm-hmm. uh, is also off to a great start. I remember start.
1: that guy. Hunter Pence, for the love of God, is off to a really good start. And so is yeah. Shin Soo Chu.
0: Yeah. So, a um, lot of crazy stuff going on in, in Texas right now. So, uh, I don't, you know, I, I think this is going to be a, a tough matchup for the, for the Mariners. Um, especially from a from a pitching standpoint um I, I you know the when you're hot you're hot the Rangers are hot right now and if, and they have guys that work a bat work at bats um and they're kind of similar to the Mariners in that sense um, right. just kind of a bunch of guys that were thrown into a pot and made a team <laughs> you know and, right. uh, and, uh, and, so far you know, was,
1: yeah
0: it, yeah it's working for them so uh yeah it's you know going back to the pitching matchup with with Taylor Hern uh you know it, those high velocity guys have been uh, getting um have been getting after the mariners a bit the, the those kinds of guys have been given the mariners problems um right. you know you look at cole you look at verlander those guys that are you know, that are high up there you you know you think about um god who else did they face that throws pretty high well either way they uh they've been struggling against guys that touch anywhere above 95 um so that's that's you know even though we don't know a lot about him just that alone the fact that he can pro- that he's probably going to sit mid 90s and as uh what would a pipeline say that he tickles triple yeah. digits yeah yeah i don't so, even want to know what that means but uh... <laughs> Yeah, so uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is going to be this is going to be an interesting uh matchup tonight. And then, you know, you look at the you know, the next couple games, the, the Rangers are posing a eh, some pretty bad pitchers that the Mariners should uh should execute against. Um but tonight really is the one game. I think tonight is the best chance for the Rangers to get a win. Um i think it's also you know this is going to be a bit of a tough series for them they uh you know like the mariners they're not fantastic defensively they're better than the mariners defensively but they're not fantastic and they're they're, and that's going to create problems for them um so i you know really it's kind of like looking in the mirror in some ways
1: yeah um i think you're i think that's pretty close i think the rangers and the mariners are in roughly the same spot um and by the way, shame on us. We've been talking about the Rangers for like five minutes, and we haven't mentioned the great Nomar Mazara, who is off to just a fantastic 219, 305, 452 start. I mean, the dude's good, man. And he's only like 24 years old. I mean, who man, Mitch yeah. Haniger, Mitch Hanniger better watch out, because this guy, he can do stuff. Um, yeah,
0: Mitch, Mitch Haniger is only hitting 266, 333, 578. Bum eighteen RBIs and is worth one point one F word. But uh No is better. Uh <laughs> well I mean he's so much younger. According to Nolan writing on uh, <laughs> on fan sided.
1: Anyway. Uh, yeah. I we, uh, I mean you buried the lead there. Don't forget No Mar is only twenty four. So
0: Yeah he's only twenty four. Mitch Which Jager means he's great. Is mitch hanniger is 28 therefore mitch Haniger is a worse player uh, um so yeah jesus what a stupid stupid st- statement all right anyway <laughs> but uh getting back to the series it's it's uh, it's hard to predict man i think i want to say that the mariners will take three or four I do feel very confident in their ability to hit off of you know the likes of Shelby Miller and Lance Lynn. Um, I forget who's starting the third game. Is it Mike, Mike Miner? Miner? Yeah, yeah. And like Miner, he's he's like technically their ace, you know, quote unquote. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't I, I don't see the Mariners having a lot of issues against Miner. I think they hit pretty well against Miner last year. Then again, that's like an almost entirely different lineup. Uh, From this year's, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I think three, three games is, uh, is, is a good, good bar to set for the Mariners,
1: Right. The, uh, I, I think, you know, you would like to get three, but as we've mentioned with four game series in the past, um, these are really hard to. You know, especially in division, these are really hard to win these series. Uh, two games apiece is typically how, th- how these things go. Um, now the Mariners did just take three or four from the Angels. Um, and I don't think the Rangers are leaps and bounds ahead of the Angels. Um, well, and, so. and
0: consider this the Mariners have a huge advantage pitching wise, which is crazy to say, but the Rangers are have the worst bullpen in, in baseball yep. right now. Uh, they're starting pitching other than, you know, because we don't really know what Hearn is. Um, so, uh, you know, other than Hearn, the three pitches that they're posing against the Mariners are not great.
1: Um, oh, we don't even know if Hearn is that
0: great. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, you know, I can't say one way or another because we don't really, you know, we haven't seen him. Right. Um, his AAA number suggests that he's probably, going to Jesus.
1: <laughs> he's probably Jesus. You hear me. you uh, heard it here first.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Taylor Hearn is probably Jesus. Uh <laughs> but uh but yeah. No, I I, I think uh you know, the triple A number suggests that he's probably just, you know, he's probably going to be average uh at least this year. Um so yeah, they they clearly have an advantage. The Mariners clearly have an advantage on the pitching side. It's just um, can they hold up this offense that has been pretty damn good so far?
1: Yeah. Offense is uh, third in runs and uh, third in runs in baseball this year. They are, uh oh, sorry, third in the American League um, in runs scored. They're eighth in home runs, third in stolen bases. Um, it's a team that can get after you offensively. Um, uh, thankfully, uh, Rugnet Dor, Won't be playing in this series. He seems to torture the Mariners um, pretty good. So uh, he is out for this series. So is uh, Ronald Guzman. Um, The uh, Rangers also have two starting pitchers on the DL, right? IL right now. Um, And that hence why they're throwing Taylor Hearn tonight. Um, So yeah, they should have the advantage pitching wise. And um, before we kind of move on, there's one stat here that I love uh, from Shelby Miller, who is. He's currently sporting a 7.63 ERA, a 7.81 FIP, a 2.217 WIP. Um, And he also happens to be averaging 7.6 walks per nine innings with a a whopping 3.5 Ks per nine. Uh, So clearly he's going to throw a perfect game. I mean that's kind of the way these things work. So. It's,
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be the Philip Humber thing all over again.
1: <laughs> oh boy! Well, if Brendan Ryan could just run down to first base. That wouldn't be an issue. Um, but he couldn't. Um, so yeah. Still love still love Brendan Ryan though. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> best defensive shortstop in franchise history. Which really isn't that bold because he's one of the best defensive shortstops in history. So dude can play all there's right
0: there's gonna uh, be some angry omar Vizquel fans omar viskel so
1: he's overrated Yep. there's there are going to be people that come after you though <laughs> for yeah i don't care come at me yeah. uh i don't care about his gold gloves or anything like that he made a bunch of routine plays good for him um uh, really good shortstop he's not a hall of famer by the way either not even close so yep come at me i don't care um, so, uh, for the rest of the pitching matchups this week, uh, tomorrow night we get Shelby Miller versus you say Kikuchi kind of, um, this is, if you guys haven't heard, this will be Kikuchi's one inning start, uh, for this month. Like they're going to try and do this about once a month, um, give or take every four or five, six starts, um, to keep Kikuchi healthy and all that stuff. Uh, so this will be his one inning start, but that does mean we do get to see the Mariner debut of justice Sheffield. Um, he will be recalled tomorrow and he will be uh, asked to go three or four innings out of the bullpen. Um, so basically the Mariners are rolling with a opener tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. which I am always a fan of uh, Saturday, six uh, ten start time. Uh, Mike Miner versus Mike leak. Uh, it's two veteran pitchers, both of whom are off to pretty good starts. Um, so that'll be a fun game. And then Sunday, the getaway day, uh, Lance Land versus Eric Swanson. Um, so uh, the veteran versus the rookie uh, to wrap up this series. So Ty, you mentioned three out of four is what you're kind of expecting.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, going going back to the Kikuchi start, um, that's the Shelby Miller one, right? Right. So that's a, that's a really good game to do that <laughs> uh, because uh you you got to assume that the Mariners are, are going to put up runs in that game so um you know for Kikuchi in his one inning in Sheffield uh going uh, you know 3 to 4 hopefully uh that should give them a little bit of a leeway to you know figure things out so um i you know that's obviously the the most exciting um game of the four Uh, clearly, you know, you get to see, uh, your, your top prospect make his debut. Um, Mm. that's always, that's always a huge thing. So, um, really exciting. Um, you know, but I think it's too early for Sheffield. He's still, you know, he struggled greatly with his command and all of his appearances in Tacoma. Um, so I'm not too thrilled by that. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's happening. So, you know, you kind of just have to, to deal with it at this point right. and uh and uh you know I, I obviously hope for the best uh really looking forward to it i hope we see great things out of them because this is uh this is a huge step uh not only for sheffield but for the future of the mariners organization
1: yep um it's always fun when these big name guys come up um regardless if they're ready or not um there's just some excitement about it so um uh, i will definitely be watching the uh I will definitely be watching that start. Hopefully the, uh, the Seahawks don't, uh, don't do something crazy on day two of the draft. Um, Hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to watch uh, justice Sheffield. But like you said, he's not really ready. Um, I will, I am going to assume he will be sent right back down um, after this outing. Uh, Really no need to carry him. Um, and speaking of being sent down, we're still kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, after the Mike Wright acquisition, we know they're going to have to send down a reliever, um, probably Chase and Bradford. Um, but that nothing has become official on that yet. Um, and we know again tomorrow they're going to have to send somebody down to bring up Justice Sheffield. Um, so we'll. Uh,
0: we think uh, if you if you missed
1: yesterday's podcast, we
0: think it'll be Sean Armstrong. Who will, get, who will have to be DFA'd. Um, but we also mm-hmm. threw around the possibility of sending down Eric Swanson and having a bullpen day on Sunday with Mike Wright possibly leading the charge.
1: Right. Um, both are possibilities, but like I said, we have to wait and see, uh, you know, what the Mariners decide to do. So also real quick bit of breaking news, um, nothing too major. Uh, But Evan White is uh, healthy. He is fully healed, and he is back in the lineup for Arkansas tonight. Um, So some good news on the Mariners' uh, prospect front there. Awesome. That's great. So um, I think that's going to wrap up our podcast today. Um, Thank you guys a lot for listening. Ty and I are about to record another podcast. Um, So we're not done today. But uh, if you guys – are if you guys are interested in a, a little Seahawks talk that is what we are going to be recording next it will be published shortly after this podcast is um and uh yeah so if you guys are interested in that stop by if not uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this Mariners podcast I think it was better than yesterday so I think give us a solid 50-55 <laughs> grade there so yeah. um yeah so uh Ty you have anything you want to say before we sign off
0: um You know, I'm just I'm really excited, man, for 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 to see Justice Sheffield, to, you know, to have these moments now where we get to see these young guys come up and make their debut for the Mariners to have actual young, exciting prospects that are ready or near ready. Um, Even, you know, despite how I feel about, you know, Sheffield, whether he's he's ready or not to come up, it's still a, a huge moment um for this organization uh so this is you know it's the it's the first step of many and uh i'm just this is you know what i was looking forward to before the season started and i'm i'm excited that we're kind of here now and i'm uh, starting to do this thing so uh really looking forward to that hope you guys are too it, it should be a lot of fun
1: yep um so uh again thank you guys so much for listening make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes um, if you guys want to read our Mariners content, uh, do quite a bit of it over at SotoMojo.com. Make sure you guys visit the website um, and uh, you know read a few articles. It really helps us. Um, again, if you guys want to uh, ask us questions, if you want to um, you know leave comments or suggestions or anything like that, the best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter at SotoMojoFS. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us just by searching Soto Mojo. But uh, again, to be honest with you guys, the best way and the quickest way to get a hold of us is uh, via Twitter. So make sure you guys go follow us there at SotoMojoFS so you don't miss out on any of the uh, the new stuff we have going on at the website. So um, that's, like I said, that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in another life. Peace. Peace.